Hi, welcome to Calm Waters. I'm your host, Wendy Lee, and I'm glad that you joined me today. I hope that everyone is doing well and staying healthy and happy. I am sorry that I've been a little MIA lately, and I have been not following through with getting my podcast out to you all every Sunday. It's been a little challenging lately. My spouse and I came down to Florida to try to get away and just have a little bit of a break after the holidays. And um, I just wanted to first and foremost update you guys on what's been going on. And I have a couple of, I guess, uh, new things that I'm going to be trying to incorporate in my toolbox for wellness that I'm going to share. And I also um, wanted to talk just very candidly about anxiety and about um, traveling with your spouse in a car for a long time and how that can sometimes pose some problems if you do not have a clear plan of what you're going to do when you're going to stop things of that nature so that I'm going to share with you what happened with us in the hopes that, um, you know, maybe I can save someone else's marriage from going through what we went through coming down here. Um, you know, because it was so challenging and we did have such uh, a very hard time. So I thought I would go ahead and get into uh, some of that. And just to, you know, reiterate and let everyone know that, um, you know, how it was for us and that it was... Um, very, very difficult to say the least. We uh, were very excited to get out of town like everyone usually is on vacation. And unfortunately, it backfired a lot. Um, We started out good. We brought some snacks, excuse me, and um, brought plenty of water. That wasn't the issue. But we knew that we had, uh, you know, like 10 hours to drive till we got to the hotel, which was a big mistake. Don't drive that long if you're, if you have anxiety and you're not good in the car, because that will only cause issues. And I apologize if you hear any background noise. Unfortunately, the garbage men are here outside of our condo picking up the garbage. And, um, it's just, is what it is because I don't have software that I use to edit my podcast as of yet. That's going to change shortly, but for now, I just do the podcast off my phone. So it's El Naturel. But um, back to the trip. So we started out good, and you know, um, the problem is, is that uh, someone like me that um, 
medically has a bladder sling because my bladder at some point was failing and I have a bladder sling. And so whenever I drink a lot of water or tea, unfortunately, I can't hold things as long as maybe some women can that don't have a bladder sling. But um, so stopping to use the washroom is always such an ordeal because unfortunately I have to go a lot and that can be difficult when you are on a road trip just for the simple reason that I feel bad for my spouse that he constantly has to stop. Um, So as funny as it sounds and to some of you it might be rather gross or rather weird but to minimize the stops Um, usually when we first start out, since it is so frequent because at home I was trying to hydrate before we left, I have what I call my little pee bucket. And it sounds hilarious and stupid, but for me it works. I literally just hop in the back seat when he's driving and I have this like, it's almost like one of those, um, long pretzel rod buckets that you can get at Aldi the pretzels come in I save those and then I use them throughout our road trip if we don't want to stop and I know that sounds crazy and you guys are probably like oh my god how does she do that I won't get into all the details but it works for me and I'm still able to um you know do everything uh cleanly and I'm very clean about it and I have, you know, wipes back there. I have toilet paper and I have a whole system set up of how I accomplish this. And believe it or not, as weird as it is to some people, it for me is a comfort and that might seem weird, but I don't want during, you know, these COVID times to be stopping every 15, 20 minutes on our journey just to pee. I think that is ridiculous when I'm perfectly fine with doing my system. And then once I feel like I need to, we'll stop at a rest stop and then I will empty that out into the grass. No one even pays attention to what you're doing, especially when there's not a lot of people at some of the rest areas that we stop. And then I carry um, a little bottle of Florida water with me and then I spray into the bottle and or to the bucket and kind of rinse it out um and it just it's perfectly fine um but that's just one thing that I do to minimize my anxiety on the way down um you know but unfortunately we you know started out good but then um you know somewhat throughout the trip I know my spouse started getting extremely tired And he was going outside the lines a little bit when he was driving and I was getting very nervous and tense about that. So we ended up, you know, obviously switching so that I could take over, um, which was fine. But then coming through Atlanta, I don't know if you guys have ever driven through downtown Atlanta on the highway, but it is a nightmare, especially there are like so many cars on the road and people are driving completely insane and I just was white knuckling like the whole drive through Atlanta. It was totally crazy. But, um, you know, it is what it is. We got through that. We ended up, um, our first stop was actually before that. So it was in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And we ended up staying overnight at a very nice, it was a decent hotel. We did get some good sleep. 
um, you know, got up the next day, headed out early to continue the rest of the journey to um, where we're at down in Florida. But again, Atlanta was crazy. Um, And the last 10 hours of the trip, unfortunately, we did not plan it out like we should have. And so we didn't eat enough. And um, I know that by the time him and I reached the condo, we were, uh, to tell you, we were beyond starving is an understatement. He had low blood sugar. I had low blood sugar. We were both arguing. We were both kind of, you know, um, kind of going off on one another. And it was just so ridiculous. And so we finally got here, um, went to Publix, got some food, came home, made food. But then for, you know, the next two days, him and I were completely worthless. We were exhausted. We were cranky. We were, um, we were both experiencing some anxiety. We were trying to get acclimated to our, you know, back into the condo again. And, you know, as beautiful as the surroundings are, and it's 80 degrees and it's sunny and we're along the ocean. And, you know, you would think one should just be very happy in those kind of surroundings. However, when you are, um, when, you know, when you have anxiety like myself and your spouse has depression and anxiety and bipolar and other issues to contend with, I'm quickly learning in my 52 years of life uh, being on this planet is that it doesn't really matter the fact that we um, are in a beautiful place. You can never escape the issues that you have because no matter where you go, they're always going to come with you. And that's what I wanted to talk about today is, you know, pretty much, you know, you can say, oh, once we, you know, get down to Florida, everything will be better. Once we retire, everything's going to be better. Once we, you know, pay off our mortgage, everything's going to get better. And the truth of the matter is, is that we all are exactly where we're supposed to be and we're all experiencing exactly what we're supposed to experience in our uh, human lives in order to reach our spiritual destination, I believe. Again, this is just my theory. But I really think that when we are in resistance with what is, which is what has been happening with me lately, I've been just really critical and really um, upset. And even though, you know, I feel like I have good reason to be upset because my spouse gets easily overloaded and blurts out things and says things sometimes that are so direct and so critical of me, um, you know, instead of me just realizing that that is truly who he is and I have to stop putting expectations on him or the relationship, um, the sooner that I can accept exactly where we're at and who he is and who I am without resistance, the sooner that my life will be so much richer and it won't be so hard and so challenging. And I think so many of us, so many times we we don't mean to be critical and we don't mean to be perfectionists, but based on our anxiety and fear 
um, fear of someone seeing, you know, maybe my spouse has something on his shirt or maybe his hair is sticking up or maybe his zipper's open or, you know, anything like that. I'm realizing that fear of what other people think and fear of uh, certain things like bridges or, you know, the dark or, you know, the ocean, all these weird fears that I have um, are pretty much just all that. It's it's basically fear. And when I stop fearing and I start just accepting what is and embracing that, I think that uh, my spouse and I will get along much, much better. I know that, um, you know, I think for too long um, and for, you know, my first marriage and my second now, I think that there's a lot of things that sometimes I want to change about people and really that's not good. I mean, I should, you know, really embrace and love people exactly for who they are and where they are. And this is something that, you know, I'm learning and that has taken me, like I said, 52 years of being on the planet, um, just realizing a couple things. One of them is I can't look to other people to make me happy. I have to look in my within myself and I have to do all my self-care and my wellness routines every single day in order for myself to be happy. And I should never look outside the relationship or look at my friends or my spouse or my children to make me happy because that's impossible. And I have to learn to love myself more so that I can be more um, accepting and loving about everyone else that's around me. And so it's very interesting that on our journey down, as much as I got irritated and as much as we fought when we first got here and, you know, we are continuing to have little things here and there with each other, I think the more that I'm realizing that I'm the one with a lot of the problems that are, you know, really um, happening because I'm having expectations and I'm putting all this this pressure on, you know, my spouse to, you know, um, to stop acting the way he's acting so that I don't get triggered by him. When really I have to start, you know, accepting radical acceptance, accepting exactly, like I said, where we are in our lives, where we are in the moment, where we are throughout our days and just having acceptance that everything is going to go exactly the way that we want it to. Everything's going to be wonderful. Everything is going to um, really turn out exactly the way it's supposed to. And maybe it won't always be wonderful, but if you accept everything the way it is, then I think the less resistance and the more that the energy of yourself and your soul and your your mate or the person you're with will gel together more and there won't be this internal conflict or this external conflict between the two of you that go on or in my case between the two of us. So I'm realizing that I need to take a few steps back and I need to work really hard on my own self, on my weight that I've gained on the way that I'm eating, which that'll segue nicely soon into a new book that I'm reading and I'm trying to eat a different way again. I am trying something um, that's new 
uh, to try and get some of this weight off. I don't know if it's going to be for me um, because I'm already, my body's already not feeling so great being on some of the things that they're suggesting. So I think it's going to be kind of a trial and error. But um, in the meantime, here I had thought that I was going to stay down in Florida for a while and have my spouse fly back home and then he would fly back and then we would drive back together. But realizing that um, he's not going to be doing all that great if I'm apart from him, it just made me really stop and and take notice that I need to... um, I need to be with him and help him with his anxiety instead of getting frustrated by it or frustrating that, you know, he's blurting things out or that he's um, saying things sometimes that are off color or not appropriate. Um, but I, rather than, you know, being critical, I have to learn to accept exactly who he is and what he's going through and just know that, you know, we were put together for a reason and go back to the basics which, you know, you and I both know in our toolboxes, the basics are getting hydrated every morning, drinking, you know, herbal teas, um, staying away from caffeine, napping often, going on walks, going on nature hikes, um, exercising, maybe taking a walk on the beach, playing tennis, um, eating when you're hungry and eating good foods that make you feel good and not eating a lot of sugar and not drinking any soda and not eating a lot of meat, just back to the basics. And I think that that is where I needed to be and I need to be in order for this marriage to stay successful. And as stressful as it may be, and that we may find ourselves in very stressful situations, I think even more so I have to learn that I took vows and that was two years ago, and it was for better, for worse. And some days dealing with mental health are going to be for the worse. And I have to realize that, and I have to accept that. And I think that some of my triggers also came from my upbringing and also come from um, being with my my ex, who, don't get me wrong, he was a very, uh, you know, very good guy. But I also was a caretaker for him um, as well. Uh, and and then, you know, being that I had a child uh, on the spectrum, the autism spectrum, that was also very, very challenging. And as much as I wouldn't trade any of it because it taught me patience and it taught me how to be more loving and kind. And, you know, um, it was just a, a phenomenal experience. It was also a traumatic and challenging one. And now that I feel like I'm going through similar things yet again, um, I just can't believe that that I'm still having to deal with a lot of this. And it's very difficult and it's not as easy as I hoped it would be. And sometimes I feel like, why is this marriage also turning out so hard? But then again, I go back to the radical acceptance and um, the peace of self-care and also knowing that I need to get hobbies and start putting myself into other interests so that I don't get so focused on just my spouse and his um, you know, mental health issues. 
Um, they don't have to be the focus of every second of every day because we um, have kind of gotten away from having fun and, and having things lighter and being you know, happy that we're together and just being grateful every single second that we're alive and grateful that we woke up and grateful for our food and grateful for our children and and grateful for this beautiful place that we're able to come down to every now and then and, and get this reprieve and be in this paradise. Um, it's very special and it's a very special place and we need to just embrace that and accept every mood that's coming or accept even the good, even the bad, even the weird things that are said by him. And I need to um, really just focus in and work on myself so that I can in turn be more patient with him. So that's what's going on. That's part of a big part of, you know, why I haven't really been present with my podcast is because I've just been very sad and I, I think I was um, spiraling down that rabbit hole again of, of why me and poor me and all this other crap when really I just need to be more grateful and more accepting and be helpful and just say, hey, you know, I know you're having a bad day. I see that you're shaking. I see that you're upset. Um, what can I do to help you? And is there anything, can I leave, you know, for the day so that you can be alone? Or do you need time to sleep? Can I make you a good meal? Um, you know, do you just want to be held for a while? What can I do to help? I think if I switch that and, and I can be um, more uh, loving and more attentive, I think that we will get along and fare much better. So that's where I'm at. And um, right now, um, I just want to segue into um, eating the foods that you love, uh, regain your health, and lose the weight for good. That is the theme and the opening remark on the front of the book that I'm reading, which is called The Starch Solution by John A. McDougall, MD, and Mary McDougall, his wife. They have put together this amazing book, and again, it's called The Starch Solution, um, not everybody believes in this form of eating. In fact, I don't even know if I'm convinced yet, but this is just something that um, I like to try new things with my eating. And um, I do want to lose the 12 pounds that I've put on in the last two years during COVID. And I think that, um, you know, one of these days, one of these things is going to click. And with the starch solution, I don't want to get too much into it. If you're interested, it's basically you're eating a lot of oats, a lot of potatoes, um, a lot of whole grain pasta and um, cereals, uh, but it's fruit. Uh, you don't eat any meat on this or fish or nuts. Um, there's no oil or butter. So again, this really goes against uh, Dr. Berg, which is the keto and intermittent fasting diet that I was, you know, kind of bouncing back and forth. Um, this is radically different. And I figured I'd give it a go just for the simple fact that um, being that I have IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome with my stomach, it's really hard to uh, 
decipher from one day to the next how my stomach is going to be. One day I'm bloating terribly, the next day I don't bloat at all, the next day, you know, I bloat horribly, the next day I'm constipated, the next day I have diarrhea. So, not to be TMI, but this is just the way it goes and um, you know, this is something that I have been following now for about 4 days. It's not easy. Uh, but there are so many recipes. And just to also give a shout out to um, uh, Plentiful Kiki on YouTube, you can look her up as well. Uh, she follows the starch solution. She lost 70 pounds. Um, her and her husband both lost an astronomical amount of weight. Uh, her whole family now is plant-based. They don't eat any meat. They don't have any oils or butters in their food. Uh, they don't eat any nuts or seeds, and um, they strictly follow the 50-50 plate rule that's in the starch solution, which is 50% of your plate is starch, 50% is vegetables, and you pretty much can eat as much as you want of the right foods. So if this is something that you think might work for you, uh, again, I can't say yes or no if I think it's working yet or not. Um, I just know I've lost about a pound in four days. That's it. I have not um, uh, been doing it longer than that, but at least I haven't gained any weight doing it. Uh, but eating whole wheat flour, I made uh, pancakes that they recommended. That was a no-go because I bloated um, horribly from the wheat. So again, you might have to tweak things a little. Maybe instead of wheat next time to make the pancakes, I'm going to use oat flour or I can use cassava or almond flour perhaps. But again, this is just something that I'm trying. So again, if you guys are interested, the book is called The Starch Solution by John A. McDougall, MD. And you can get it on Amazon. I think it was maybe $10 if that. So, But it's a very interesting and easy read. Um, I know that once I read this, I'll probably you know, read it all over again. Um, but, uh, you know, in it, they also talk about how for a while you also pull away from all your supplements. But again, don't do anything without consulting with your doctor first and, you know, asking them if this is the right diet for you. Because if you have low blood sugar or you have other issues, this may not be the right uh, fit for you. But again, always consult your physician before starting a new diet plan. So anyhow, um, I hope that some of the information that I gave today was helpful. Um, today was really just an update about what's going on with me and, and my spouse and where we're at right now on our vacation journey, which is going to come to an end in the next week or two, um, simply because we just can't stay as long as we thought we were going to. We need to get back to our lives. He needs to get back to his business and... Um, we do have a coworker going through some pretty challenging things right now. And um, in my opinion, I think we probably shouldn't have left. So it'll be good to get back so he can get back to work. And then I'm going to get working on uh, some other things as well, which I'll talk about in a future podcast. So thank you so much for joining me today. My name is Wendy Lee, and this is Calm Waters. And I'm so glad that you joined me. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach me by email, speaktoday at comcast.net. And if you can please hit the subscribe button or the bell, I'm sorry, so that every time a new podcast goes up, 
you can be notified. And also, if you can include me on um, as one of your favorites, that would be great. It helps the podcast so much. And other than that, as always, please be kind to people. You never know what someone else is going through. Thanks so much. Love and light, everyone. Talk soon. Bye now.